So thank you everybody for joining us. As I mentioned today, we celebrate a great saint, Saint Damien Amolokai. I put him in my list. You know, there was a movie back years ago called The Dirty Dozen. I, I call them the, my divine dozen, you know, along with Saint Margaret Mary Alacoque, of course, Saint Faustina, Saint John Vianney. I have kind of those lists of Saint Rita. I have kind of this dozen saints that I, they're powerhouse saints for me. And St. Damien of Molokai is on that list for me personally. And so this is one of my favorite saints. I had the honor of being invited, uh, God rest her soul, by a lady named Rose Bylan, who was out in Hawaii, just a beautiful lady. She just passed away um, a month or so ago. And I had the honor of going out to Hawaii a couple years ago and doing a symposium on St. Damien Amolokai and St. Marianne Cope. She's the woman who took some sisters also out to Hawaii. Uh, what were they brought out there for? Okay, um, well, let's tell you a little bit about him first, and then we'll tell you about the work he did. First of all, St. Damien Amolokai was is a recent saint. He was canonized by Benedict, St. Be uh, Pope Benedict the 16th, and he was named after a 6th century martyr. Now, born in Belgium, he was yeah, from Belgium in 1840. He left school like my grandmother did to help the family. Um, he left at 13 years old to help the family. Uh, so he went to work. He actually followed his older brother and two sisters who took religious vows in consecrated life. So this ran in the family and they were part of the sacred hearts of Jesus and Mary. It's interesting how St. John Vianney ties his heart is incorrupt and St. Margaret Mary, my other favorite saint, um, was the sacred heart of Jesus. St. Faustina connects because divine mercy comes from the sacred heart. So I could kind of see God's theme, for me at least personally, in these saints tied to the sacred heart of Jesus and divine mercy. And St. Damien is one of them because he comes from the line of these uh, siblings with the sacred hearts of Jesus and Mary. Well, anyway, um, when he was there with the community, the brothers were worried that Brother Damien was too uneducated to become a priest. One of my other favorites is Blessed Solanus Casey from Detroit. Being from Detroit and knowing his story, incredible. I go every time I'm back to Detroit, or at least when I can, I go to uh, his monastery and soup kitchen there in downtown Detroit. Well, anyway, we're praying for him to be the first American male born saint. We've never had in our church an American born male saint. So we're praying for Solanus Casey. Well, anyway, he's the same way. They thought he can't do this. He was made what they called a simplex priest, where they just had very limited duties. They were not allowed to be fully in ministry because they didn't think they were qualified. How funny that those are the ones that usually turn out to be the great saints. So we see that in Solanus Casey, and we see it in St. Damien uh, that, that we're talking about today. Now, he prayed each day before an icon of St. Francis Xavier. <laughs> this is amazing. One of my other favorites of the 12. And so St. Francis Xavier was a missionary priest. That's why I like him. He went out, he went out to the mission lands and he brought the faith to the 
parts of the world that were unknown. The faith was unknown. So he would pray to St. Francis Xavier to be sent on a mission. And God answered. He actually was picked to replace his own brother in a trip to Hawaii, not as a vacation, but to take care of the leper colony. Now, at the time, it was still believed that leprosy, which is called Hansen's disease, was highly contagious. It's actually not the case. This was a result, this belief resulted in quarantine. Kind of sound familiar to today, right? Interesting that there was all this quarantine of the leprosy patients. Now, what was leprosy? It came to Hawaii from China. Also, an interesting connection here, right? With what we're going through in uh, the virus today. But anyway, it came from the Chinese uh, continent or country and was brought to Hawaii. Now, from 1866, for the next 100 years, 8,000 went there to this Hawaii, uh, this Molokai Island, where they were sent to quarantine. It was a very, you would think, oh, going to Hawaii would be awesome. Actually, it was devastating for these people. So first of all, the state of Hawaii, who was under a king at the time, actually wasn't a state yet plan for the lepers to be able to care for themselves, to be able to grow their own crops and be this self-sustaining thing. And so when Molokai um, was kind of founded as this colony, that was the plan. But now here comes St. Damien and he founded, when he, what he found there was that this colony was very poorly maintained. And when I got to go there and visit, we saw pictures and it was really surreal. Um, one of the most memorable trips I've ever taken in my life was this trip. You had to fly in. We flew in by a little uh, plane uh, to the island and landed there at the little airport. And amazing. Well, anyway, what he found there was alcohol and alcoholism, anarchy. The people that lived there um, didn't have any treatment for this. It was really chaos. So anyway, he began uh, a mission at the mission, right? Uh, building houses, schools, roads, hospitals, and churches. In fact, his church is still there, St. Philomena. You're not going to believe this, and I am not making this up. St. Philomena is another one on my list of 12. So I've already mentioned about eight of the 12 on my list. St. Philomena is another. And she was one of the favorite saints of John Vianney and one of the favorite saints of St. Damien. So when I look at who my 12 saints are, I'm like, this is unbelievable how they're connected. Lord, you got an army up there for me in heaven. And so this is why I'm so excited to talk to you about this saint today. Well, anyway, he did a lot of stuff. He dressed ulcers, built a reservoir, uh, made coffins, dug graves, but he even related to the people. He shared pipes that they would smoke. Um, he ate with them. Um, he provided them medical and emotional support. Um, but anyway, he ended up getting leprosy in 1885, and they asked him to stay, even though he got leprosy. Well, probably because they all had it anyway. But anyway, here's the thing. Leprosy is not as contagious as most people of the period thought it was. And especially now today, we have treatment for Hansen's disease. But the medical community 
<clears throat> didn't know that then. Now, later, we've determined 95% of human beings are immune to it, naturally. This is why we don't always want to just jump in and not understanding the beauty God gives us in the immune system. And so 95% of humans are naturally immune to this. Well, anyway, you can catch it, but only if you are close contact repeatedly with the nose and mouth droplets from anyone with untreated leprosy. And so this is what happened. Only 5% of the human population is susceptible and it takes several years to develop. Ironically, he was one of them. Had nothing to do with this highly contagiousness, but it's just he was susceptible by his physical makeup. So Father Damien became one of these people. Now, how do we know that it wasn't just contagious as St. Marianne Cope, um, who I also think is an incredible saint. She from Syracuse, New York, came out with a bunch of sisters. They worked for years with these leprosy patients. They never got it. They never got it. And they worked in closer contact than anybody with them. So very interesting in connection with the virus today, right? Anyway, he realized that he had it, St. Damien, when he accidentally stepped in some scalding water in a pot that was on the floor that had some scalding water and he didn't feel any pain. This was a common way that people would discover that they were infected with leprosy or not. And so a leprosy attacks the nerve endings and the victim um, may not feel the pain. Uh, they could hurt themselves, but yet not feel it. And why am I going into so much detail about leprosy? Because this was so common in the Bible, right? Jesus heals many lepers. And this is what St. Damien was doing. Well, anyway, he continued his work despite getting sick. And it slowly took over his body. Um, there's a picture of him. Uh, talk about a man's man. This guy was the man. He, there's a picture of him with his arm in a sling. His foot is all bandaged up. His leg was dragging. Yet this guy kept working. Amazing. Um, he derived strength, he said, from prayer and devotion. So anyway, he tried to complete as many projects as possible. He only got through it because of the grace of God and sheer toughness. Um, no wimp. He was a very, very dedicated and tough guy that was seen through the mission God gave him. Well, anyway, even the Protestants noticed this and they sent large sums of money to him. And the Church of England, ironically, has been kind of um, hostile towards the Catholic Church over the years, sent tons of supplies for him. So anyway, um, after 16 years in the colony, he died on April 15th, 1889. And um, he was buried first there on the island, but his remains were transferred later to Belgium in 1936. But in the famous Catholic tradition, um, his right hand was cut off and sent back to Hawaii um, and was reburied in his original grave on Molokai. And that's where I saw it. Um, I was there at the grave there on Molokai. And um, I just really felt in touch with this saint when I was visiting there. Um, very powerful for me. Anyway, he's the 10th person in the United States to be recognized as a saint. But again, 
not male born in the US. <clears throat> we have saints that have come over to the US. We've had women saints that have been born here. Um, we have had others that have moved here, but no male American born saints. So um, he was born in Belgium. Anyway, there was uh, the miracle for his canonization was a woman who had a rare form of cancer. And after praying at his grave, it went into remission. Now, what's interesting is she had this liposarcoma. It's a cancer that goes into your fat cells. And the doctors all said, nobody, there's never been a documented case of a survivor of this kind of cancer. There's never been. Man, when God picks a miracle, does he pick one? Because this person, being told by the doctor nobody's ever survived this cancer, that it's going to take you, it didn't. Amazing. So he is considered the spiritual patron now for leprosy and outcasts. Now, especially in the time of quarantine, pray to St. Damien. He understands what it's like to be quarantined. You're getting frustrated. You're getting antsy. You're getting depressed. You're getting anxious. Pray to St. Damien. He knows exactly what a quarantine is like. He's the guy. Let us, you know, when you see the last picture of him before he died, it's daunting. He was all disfigured and it just, you couldn't believe he was still alive. And yet he trusted. Well, anyway, uh, I finished by saying Mahatma Gandhi, remember Gandhi from India, said that he inspired, meaning Damien, uh, Gandhi's social campaigns in India. So here Gandhi was influenced by him, leading to independence, he said. <clears throat> he said, quote, this is Gandhi talking about St. Damien, quote, the world can boast of few very few heroes who compare with Father Damien of Molokai. The Catholic Church, on the contrary, counts by the thousands those who after came after Father Damien to live his example and have devoted themselves to the victims of leprosy, a true hero. Wow. You know, even Barack Obama recognized him, saying that he gave voice to the voiceless and dignity to the sick. Interesting. And he was chosen as the greatest Belgian throughout that country's history. Wow, you think of all the war heroes and the leaders of that country and the nation there in Belgium, and they ranked the greatest Belgian as Saint Damien. So let us pray to him today, suffering from quarantine or the virus and seeing what he lived in this thing that was um, racking the people and was devastating to the people, he was there for them. And I've always pointed out that that's why the churches and our churches are open here. I get a lot of letters because you guys don't see people in the pews at this mass. We have masses throughout the day that are open to our public here on the grounds of the Shrine of Divine Mercy. Um, we advocate open churches. You remember I said before that it was during the plague, seeing the example of the priests and the nuns that cared tirelessly and fearlessly for the sick that had the plague that converted Europe. 
So let us look at St. Damien of Molokai, which is an island in Hawaii, as that type of example that didn't care about himself. He put the people first. And what a great example of a tough and yet loving saint, a perfect person to mold ourselves after. St. Damien of Molokai, pray for us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.